That was Morrissey. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show on BBC Radio 2. We're not live. We're doing this on Wednesday afternoon. But it's exciting because Slash will be on the show later. Slash is coming up in the second hour. I'm here, of course, as always, with Mr Matthew Morgan. Hello, Matt. You all right? Yes, I'm very well. Why are you grinning in such a camp Slash. Slash. Ah, Matt really fancies him. Mr G is here also, the Poet Laureate. <laughs> you should have heard. Respect him. Right, we've already... Well, I respect him. We've already <laughs> interviewed Slash. Slash came in a little while ago. We uh, chatted to him. He's ever such a lovely gentleman, really nice, handsome, brilliantly dressed. But what I won't do is become obsessed like Matt is. When he left, Matt, Matt went... I goes, he's quite nice looking, isn't he? I goes, it's surprising that he wears all that stuff, like the glasses and the hair and the hat, because he's got a quite a nice face. And then, yeah, his picture in his book is actually really handsome. <laughs> Matt got really passionate about it, like he wanted to meet every Slash. You like him a lot, don't you? Yeah, but I respect him. And what, what is the respect based on? Because... You're winky, Of what he achieved, and also just when I was a kid, it, his poster was on my wall. Yeah, you've got to respect that. <laughs> you've got to respect he, a poster He arrived <laughs> when I put the blue tack on him. Yeah, yeah. I had a bros poster on my wall. Well, so there you go, see? Make that judgment. That's the fundamental difference then, between us. That's one of them. I wrote, like, I wrote on it, like, but I sort of like to, I defaced it. But I bet I you made yourself Craig Logan. In my, in my mind, I was so I could get close to the the Bros twins, and I had them Grosh bottle tops on my shoes. I was really. So into... while you were doing that, I had a leather jacket and I was smoking facts. You probably weren't. You were probably a couple of years younger than me. You were probably still scared of that crow in your wall. You were all this sniveling little wretch, seven years old or something. Yeah, I don't know what happened with me with all that Bros business, but nonetheless, a Slash will be on the show a little bit later. In our minds, we already know what happens, and let me tell you, it's a real bloody great big treat. There's also going to be some other fantastic bits on the show. For example. Well, you know, we'll try and ring Noel Gallagher, won't we? Yeah? We'll follow up on yes. old uh, Noshoff Boshoff. What happened to him last week? He said he'd we had some problem or something. We'll ask him about it this week. But he said he, like, he just sent a text, oh, I've had some problem. His text, even his texts have an accent. What if it's a problem? Like, I don't we think can't it's a serious it. problem. I think it was like domestic, like, not, not to do with his family life. You know, I think it was like some sort of admin problem. Right, know? okay. Sort of like, he's turned into a Victor Mildrew style <laughs> character. I think he's got some petty dispute with Makes his neighbours. head just too high. It's too high. I can't be expected to cut when that's a lot of my sunlight. sunlight. Can't do anything else. I'm sunbathing in garden. I can't get any sun. <laughs> I'm pale as a ghost. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lily White. <laughs> <laughs> Poor sod, he ain't got long to live. I wouldn't have thought Noel Gallagher, state of him. So, yeah, we'll probably talk to Noel Gallagher later. Certainly we'll be talking to James Whitaker. He's one of those royal experts who I'm sort of quite interested in. If you're not seeing him on telly, he sounds a bit like this. <laughs> Have a dirty Diana! As I know. What? I'm a Brian experience! Who gave him the job? <laughs> I don't know. My impression's not very good, I'll be honest. It's but... like f- old fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> she blows! <laughs> it's not like that. I've, mis- I've misrepresented him. But, I mean, there's a sort of an odd gargle to his voice. <laughs> <laughs> like the Davros out of the Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what are you doing to this man? Well, He's look, a royal correspondent. When he comes on, you'll know. That's what. That's what, all I can say, Matt. Oh, really. great! And why don't you make an elephant in the room? Be <laughs> <laughs> all embarrassed. Well, just listen to his voice because we're going to talk to him because I'm, of course, doing the Royal Variety performance. There's been a lot of phone calls between oh. me and the producer of the Royal Variety performance, laying out protocols of what's acceptable and what's not. What you laying down protocols? 
protocols for the Queen. Yeah, I said if she, she can't look at me, <laughs> <laughs> she better dress up nice as well. She looks <laughs> a right bloody state in that recreation of her wedding day, the tart. What I want her to wear is a lovely basque, a peephole bra, <laughs> and I want her to totter in there in stilettos and do a blow off over the edge of the balcony. The same things like that yeah. is the reason that there's been a lot of phone calls between you and the producers. <laughs> I know, it's good though, because I'm capable of behaving when I need to, like when I'm looking after my mate John Rogers' kids. I'm good as gold, I don't say anything weird, so I just go, oh, come on, Spider Man, stuff like that, you know. Don't say that to the Queen. <laughs> I'll tell her. All right, Madge. You hey, Madge? Hey, what, you mate, you. You read the boogie, book, yeah? <laughs> You're the only one who hasn't. <laughs> I tell you what, you come across as right sour puss in it, you <laughs> No, you don't love I'm messing about, you come across smashing. Go on, give us a cuddle. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about the f uh, craze that's sweeping the nation. Why? That's Pin Pin, of course, oh, where Darren French once pin pin he once pin pin Matt into Morgan. a celebrity. What, oh you? French. <laughs> Frenchy. And I'd like someone to do a pin-pin Darren French jingle. Imagine Darren French on the back of that BMX on the stunt nut being ridden by one of his flunky lackeys and then he sees idiot Matt Morgan walking past. Pin-pin! And jabs Matt Morgan with a pin. This irresponsible craze is sweep of the nation. Here is one such letter endorsing, not endorsing, uh, confirming that idea. Philip Gibbons, it's from... I'm prefect, he says, at my school. Good, because, you know, you can't just turn up at, at Greg's Baker's and do it. And a few days ago, policing the playground... I don't like the way he's, he's taking he's his job. He's taking that rather seriously. Isn't he? Policing it. But who's policing... Who's prefecting the prefects? Exactly. The mm. dinner ladies. Yeah, I suppose We so. all know what they're up to. Well, I think they're corrupt, are they? Of course they are. Yeah, we had Mrs Nash, Mrs Cockrell, and their personalities perfectly fitted. Mrs Cockrell? It might have been that, but... Perfectly um, fitted. What, well, one went around pecking things, <laughs> one grit her teeth. Yeah, and Nash was a bit like, sort of, she was a bit like some mash. She was all sort of sludgy and gentle. Well, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> she would be dead she by now. She was like some... Oh. <laughs> she will be. She was at death's door then, mate. They were proper. I mean, she was maybe like some mash, and she's dead now. <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes you misjudge people's ages when you're a kid, aren't don't you? A oh, little totally, bit, yeah. Because like sometimes you sort of you think like people that are eighteen, you think they're fully grown adults, but really they're slips of kids. Well, they, they are themselves. in the eyes of the law. Yeah, they are. That's right. I don't think I ain't been exploiting that fact <laughs> for the past decade. But, like, people that are sort of like... What I'm saying is, with Miss, Mrs. Nash and Mrs. Cockrell, they had old lady haircuts, you know, like, they're yeah. just a curly helmet of hair. Yeah. One grey version, one sort of auburn version, but old lady. And obviously Nash, she had the grey version, that's why it looked like mash. That's how I remembered it. Oh, Plus, right, I thought you were saying her <clears> skin was like mash, but she was just like mash in a wheelbarrow being wheeled around. Yeah, exactly. yellow coat on. Exactly that. Yeah, right, like was. mash in a wheelbarrow being wheeled around. Yeah, she was, uh, she was, uh, so, she was much more uh, of a gentle dinner lady. Oh, it's all right, come on, kids. Whereas Miss Cockrell was a bit more fierce. That's funny, because we had Mrs Elkham, who was lovely, and when she held your hand, mm. it was like a cushion. A soft sort of, you know. Yeah, that's lovely, nice. Soft lovely soft cushion. And then I, I don't you had to hold her, hold her hand a lot, did you? As one of the cowards of the school. <laughs> <laughs> that she was going out with her. <laughs> wow, you were really mature. <laughs> you were punching above your weight. She was sixty. I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it'll come. The sex was mind blowing <laughs> for her. <laughs> that's a joke because Matt obviously, as a nine-year-old, didn't have my jury stuck to him. We does. <laughs> also, and the harsh mm. one was called Mrs. I don't know her real name. Mrs. Make less noise. Mrs. Make Less Noise. She make Less Noise. <laughs> like I like the sound of it. I think you mentioned it once before. I like Mrs. Make Less Noise because that's all she ever said, was it? Make Less Noise. However much noise was being made, she Make just... less of it. Yeah. It's too non-specific, isn't it? Yes. Not shut up. Yeah. Make Less Noise. 
But if so, if you're making loads of noise, you can still make quite a lot of noise. But yeah. if you're making barely any, you could still argue. Well, I actually made less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I paused longer between words that I was shouting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So in a way, make less noise. Your wish has been granted. Back to old Philip Gibbons in his letter. Uh, when he was policing the playground, says he, I caught one of the younger kids, about 12, chasing another child with a pin. I stopped him and told him, if you have to be doing that, you best say pin pin before you do it. The child ran off, which I foolishly thought would be the end of the matter. Soon there was a wave of children pin pinning, and today a letter from the head was read out for children to stop pin pinning. Don't it is lie. now an epidemic. What have I done? P.S., says Phil, with pin-pinning so quickly spreading, <laughs> as well as various blood diseases, can you perhaps use it to help your evolution? Uh, I don't know if it can be a revolutionary tool, but it certainly seems like a lot of fun if done responsibly. I honestly think there should be a safe version of pin-pin. What could it be? Because some kids are suggesting pinch-pinch. Pinch-pinch? Yeah, he that's said, good. Do it in a French. Yeah. Pinch-pinch! He says, do it French accent. Pinch-pinch, he said. Pinch-pinch. Yeah. Uh, well, we could try that. Um, also, I'd like to just say briefly, this is on another matter, that I played that track, More You Ignore Me, Close You I Get, because Morrissey hasn't responded to one of my emails, so I thought, use his own records as a gentle reminder. Do you think that's... Uh, do you think he listens to the show if he's ignoring you? <sighs> good point. Yeah, maybe not. But, I mean, he does like this show. He's, Does he? Well, he said, thanks very much for playing so much Morrissey and Smith's music on your show. Does he get paid when we I play? appreciate it, believe me, he said. Really? In, in an email. I did and you again. swooned? I did swoon. I just <laughs> clutched my chest, went a bit <laughs> stiff and fell over. Well then, you laugh at me and Slash. I know. In a way, it's good, isn't it? Your hero's Slash, you're a bit slash well, I've got other heroes. I oh, know you have, but most of them are in prison for serial killings. <laughs> you write them regular letters asking <laughs> to marry them. <laughs> I will wed you. I will wed you, so I will. Uh, my hero's Morrissey, and I've, I suppose, got the effete, uh, lyrical air of a Morrissey fan. And Mr G there, we asked him who his icon was, and it's Ice Cube. And Mr G, it could be described uh, in a very reductive way as an angry black man. Yeah. So, in a way, his hero <laughs> is a bit like him. So there you are. We're all a bit like our heroes. Well, like Slash, though, am I? Well, you're a bit scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Slash one. is a very well-dressed gentleman, but I mean you're very much of, of from that, that genre of yeah. person, and you? That's the lineage of your look and antics. Possibly heroin <clears throat> addiction and being able to play the guitar very well. <laughs> always a bit of a coward when it came to the heroin, as I remember, Matthew. Always a bit reluctant. Always did a bacon, I didn't go any further than that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's why I was always very really disappointed, Matthew, with your that inability. you could get me addicted. Come on! Why don't you commit to this? for this writing job in brown powder. <laughs> Come on! A lovely dab of the brown powder. Now write us a lovely joke. Something to do with brown powder, perhaps. <laughs> Everyone's into it. Uh, this is from Aaron Morrison from Scotland. Hello, Russell, Matt and Mr G. I've pin-pinned countless arms recently, especially when the owner of that arm annoys me. The pin-pinnies don't like the new craze much, but us pin-pinners love it. Thank you for hours and hours of immense fun. Pin-pin! <laughs> That's Aaron from Scotland. You could you could play pin pin roulette. Pin pin roulette. Oh yeah, how would it work? I think you'd have a pin in one hand and yeah. not in the other hand. Yeah. Mm. And the other person's got the same. Right. And then you sort of go, put your hands behind your back. Then right, they so come out and then you go that one. <laughs> and if there's a pin in it. Yeah. Do you get a Maltese in the other hand? So you get a Maltese. I think that might get messy. Mm, I sweaty so. part because you'll sweat a lot for the fear of pins. Yeah, so it'll be a clammy Maltese. Perhaps it'll be that one that don't melt in the mouth, not in the hand, or whatever it is. Let's sweet. work it all out. We'll get to the bottom of this, Release it for Christmas from MB Games. 
Oh yeah, only from Tommy, Sylvanian families, only from Tommy. I didn't like those little Sylvanian families, they made my teeth go in edge. Well, yeah, their fur was... Yeah, their fur was a bit... <laughs> felty. What was the point of them? Well, I think, Matthew, they were sort of like a new version of dollies for girls, but, you know, the fact that they were a family, I think I craved... They were rabbits, weren't they? They were rabbits, they were badgers, they were all woodland animals. Like, and you craved them? Because the simple domesticity that they represented was appealing to me in my single-parent family. Oh, heartbreaking. Isn't it tragic? I grew up, but I fought against all that to become an idiot. <laughs> this is <laughs> an email here from Mike. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. Love you guys, but... Please, he spells it, stop this pin-pin advocacy. A female member of my staff got a nasty pin-pinning <laughs> to the leg. I love that. The, what I like is the use of pin-pinning, even yeah. when like, it's in a negative sense. Got a nasty pin-pinning to the leg by some idiot who obviously takes anything you chaps say as gospel. Ah. The rubbish part is she doesn't know what kind of pin it was. Would it be a harmless button badge or a filthy junkie needle? <laughs> One hopes that the pin-pin craze has not affected the drug addict fraternity. She's been pin-pinned now and, and has to wait for a few months to see if she's got any blood diseases. Upsetting for a lady, as you can imagine, so stop it from Mike. Mike we have to stop this. Mike, because it's going to come back to us. Stop being so boring. <laughs> a few people get blood diseases, and suddenly our excellent game has become a drag. <laughs> no, uh, well, don't think you should. Be, but just be careful, kids. Is all I can say to you. Here's another letter, Ollie Buckley. Just a thought, but couldn't you uh, just do a ride by of the Daily Mail offices and pin pin Bosch off? Oh, that's a good idea. Boshoff is, of course, Listen, a Daily uh, Mail journalist who uh, shamelessly attacked me in her newspaper column last Saturday, saying, among other things, that I liked my cat and spoke to it and wore a dressing gown, but then <laughs> sent it somewhere around and hassled my mum. So, uh, We've yes. We've got some Boshoff news coming up. Uh-oh, Boshoff news. What, should we play music Let's before? Play, play music. Let's do a record such as Slash might do. Is it a Guns N' Roses track? Uh, it can be, if that's what you that's prefer. That's you, mate. Well, you could do that, well, yeah. There's a little song about heroin. Little song about heroin, which is a bad drug, don't do. And maybe stop the pin-pinning as well. I'll leave it to your consciences. Consciences. Gun Guns and Roses. Listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Slash is on the show a little bit later. Matt Morgan gets to meet his hero, Slash. And if you want to hear gushing sycophancy, stay tuned to I the I don't. I hardly say anything. I know, because you sat there staring at his crotch the whole time, wearing those <laughs> lovely brown leather crotch. trousers. Lovely trousers. Oh, you remember what colour they were, Yeah, don't you? I do. Brown they were, with a lovely little pouch, like he was wearing one of those things that crickets wear. To was he wearing cowboy boots? He had sort of uh, ankle, sort of snake skin, I imagine ankle height, winkle pickers. Right. Have you got yours on, cowboy boots? No, I'm just wearing some uh, Converse today, other trainers are available. Do you think that I should have worn them so that we could have... But I didn't know he was going to be here, we didn't know, did we? No, I'm glad you're not. Why, because it would have been... Because he might have gone... <laughs> Hey, he would have respected them. <laughs> He'd have looked at me and thought, now there's a brother. There's a brother <laughs> in the booties. <laughs> Sandra Proud. What about, though? Which is, I thought of this recently because I think I was listening to our Best Of show that was on one week when we couldn't do a radio show for some reason What's or a another. Big head. Uh, good it was. Uh, do you remember the, the boots that I had before we got the good the cowboy army boots? boots? No, the. I had those um, oh, Fisher yeah, Price, yeah. My First Cowboy <laughs> Wellies, that you called them. They were ridiculous. That was a proper cowboy town. Everything they gave us there was rubbish. Yeah, it was a proper little cowboy town. And, yeah, they gave us stinking cowboy hats made by some lunatic whose ribcage looked like an upside-down barrel or a sideways barrel or a diagonal barrel, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the, the, he had a condition. He certainly had something up. What was he called as well? 
Um, they're all called Johnny boots. Bingo. Johnny Bingo. They were out of their minds. And then the cowboy boots we got next door. You'd think if anywhere you were going to get authentic cowboy boots, it'd be there. But my one had like you know had like kickers have a little green bit on the sole. There's a little like a green little bit like yeah, a clump. Didn't look right. Didn't look right, did he? I they had no shape to them. They were just like little like action man army boots, <laughs> and then they slip on hard. Yeah. Plastic ones. <laughs> like Action Man's pre-moulded boots. <laughs> you could just jump into them. You could have them next to your bed. <laughs> Boing. Now to begin the day. Any action anywhere, I'm up for it. So uh, later on the show, of course, Slash is coming up. We will be ringing Noel Gallagher. We'll be talking to Royal Correspondent James Whitaker about me doing the Royal Variety performance. Mr G will be summarising the show with a poem. And we'd like you to send us any emails for this new item we're doing. It's called... Bosh off, right? And what we've got to do is, you know how Bosh off likes to investigate people who have a pop at them like old Russ? And, but not only old Russ, uh, you know, um, thingies, Mrs. Colleen Rooney, Wayne Rooney's Mrs., she sued Bosh off successfully for being so out of order to her. Uh, it's, it's, we've got some articles here for having a go at Hugh Grant. We, we know now that her email address is alison.boshoff at dailymail.co.uk. That's alison.boshoff at dailymail.co.uk. I will be listening to this, people, over here behind that glass pane, to make sure that that email address, alison.boshoff at dailymail.co.uk, does it's remain in the public in the domain. Show. It's put in the newspaper. You put it in a newspaper. You could get it from a newspaper if you were tempted to buy the Daily Mail for some <laughs> crazy reason, like you were full of hate. So, um, yeah, you can send uh, Boshoff any emails you want. Now, obviously, the show's not live, so we can't update this, but if you know Alison Boshoff or know anyone who knows Alison Boshoff or where Alison Boshoff lives, Jonathan Ross, I've mentioned Boshoff to Jonathan Ross, he goes, I know where she lives because he'd, he'd had reason to investigate before. I goes, oh, I'll get that address. And I was thinking whether or not to stick it out on the radio show because she no, runs that's over not my right. mum's house. That's not right. No? Is that no. not right? No. Is it a little bit right? On the internet then. I put it on the internet. That's no. a bit more right. What you do, if you were going to do that, yeah. you don't say that you've done that. What do you do? Just do it secretly, give it to an assassin. Yes. Pin, pin! Unfortunately, we're having this conversation on the radio. <laughs> that was sorry. Sorry I've done that. <laughs> that was sorry. Sorry I've done that. That was sorry. A sorry. A sorry display. <laughs> Political incorrectness gone mad. <laughs> That's not a display, if I may. And I apologise that I even done it now. <laughs> Seems a bit wrong, looking back. Also, Matt says, and so does Nick, our producer, and let's see what G thinks, that uh, we shouldn't endorse pin-pinning with such enthusiasm in case it's used for bullying. Don't bully anyone ever, because it's horrible to bully people. If you can... Don't pin-pin. Yeah. Don't pin-pin each other. Come on. We don't ever do it. Do we? No. We don't really, because we ain't got the time for pin-pinning. And so just it's, it it's not very nice, is it? Having a needle jabbed into you. No. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's, it's not funny. <laughs> don't ever. G's going to pin pin Matt, quite no. rightly. I'll tell you another thing that happened to Matt was quite good. This might be safer. It's called Hood Game. Matt don't like to have things put in his hood, right? Someone once put a banana. Well, unlike most people, you love it. <laughs> Matt once had a banana put in his hood on a school trip, and it's had a disproportionately <laughs> adverse effect on him. So now, as a 30-year-old man, if you put a banana in his hood, he really acts as if you've touched him I the went, wrong way. Uh, all day, right? <laughs> and it wasn't actually school, it was art college. Right. I went all day, being cheeky. Taking the mickey out the whole day, undermining everything. Got yeah. home and thought, well, I think I was on the coach, thinking, ha, I've undermined this whole day. It'd be really cool. And yeah. I had a banana in my hood. So really, you <laughs> and were the biggest knew about idiot it. of it all. Completely. And that was art. It, what, the, the, them doing that to you yeah. is art? Yeah. Good bit of art. So here's a new thing to do. Just put bananas in people's hoods, because that can't That's fine, anyone. isn't it? 
Just do it, especially if you see Matt anywhere. No. Pop a banana in his hood. You know what he looks like. Have a look at the website. A real funny thing we'd do <laughs> would be pimping him and pop a banana right in his hood. No, when you go to a book signing for Russell, <clears throat> just stride up and hold out your pen. But actually, it's not a pen, it's a pin. <laughs> Stick it into his eye. <laughs> and say, pin, 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 bookie, wookie. Idiots, look at that show, it's made up of rubbish. Yeah, so remember, if you know anything about Nosh Off, Bosh Off, send us that information, that's... Uh, yeah, but information, like, you know, cheeky information, stuff that she wouldn't like... Yeah, like, like, say, for example... Wanna, like, tell for, us where she lives. Say, like. for example, you saw her park in a disabled parking space once, that would be a good thing. Or Unless say, she's disabled, we don't know that. She, we don't know, she might be disabled. Morally, so, she might Morally, be. she's an absolute ass. <laughs> 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 like upsetting people like dear old Colleen Rooney. Right, there, let's have a look at this thing. Um, like, So these are some things from Boshoff. In fact, we're going to ring the Daily Mail in a minute because it's pre-recorded, it's in the daytime. So we'll ring them up and see if we can get directly put through to her. But she probably will be at home violently conjuring up some vindictive thing to say about Mother Teresa. What would you do if you spoke to her and she had a really seductive voice and was really alluring? I'd fall in love with her. Would you? <laughs> totally. Particularly if someone's horrible to you. You just think, oh, you horrible woman, because it confirms your own self-doubt. If someone treats you badly, you think, oh, you horrible There's a message there cat. for any female fans of Russell. Be horrible to <laughs> Also, and you'll be... probably get married. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to settle down now and not react to that sort of thing. Well, not, not trying to settle down, I'm trying to be Not celibate. react to what? Not react to being all turned on by vindictive, wicked women. You know, say you meet a vindictive, wicked one. Yes. Then she might turn you on a bit. Who do you think you are? I Hansel. Uh, <laughs> Hansel and Gretel. I'm in this bloody cage getting fanned up. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. <laughs> oh, this house is made out of gingerbread, you dirty <laughs> bloody bitch. <laughs> uh, this is right. Hold on. So, Matthew, do you think you should... We, this is by uh, old Noshoff, Boshoff. Yeah. 20 years ago, we'd have laughed with him. Now we laughed at him. As Hugh Grant, 47, cavorts with students half his age. Why can't he learn to grow up? He is, of course, no stranger to self-inflicted embarrassment. Who could forget Divine Brown? She looked attractive to me. Nevertheless, Hugh Grant must be feeling exceptionally foolish this week. Pictures of him at a student party in St Andrews, shared via the internet, and now a global sensation, make him look an utter idiot. <laughs> oh, didn't I saw them pictures? He looked quite nice. <coughs> He's just having a nice night out. There is Grant, an international movie star, his face flushed red by alcohol, being mobbed by a gaggle of female students. It's not a pretty sight. I saw it, it was quite pretty. The students were certainly very pretty, and Hugh Grant's an attractive man. He looks more than a little refreshed, and very much like a man in his late 40s. He is 47. Well, that's what he is then. Who it's cares about that? It's not an insult, is it? Why is she attacking people for the passing of time? In one picture, his mouth hangs open <laughs> and his eyes are unfocused. That can happen to anyone. That's just the moment that the picture's taken. Yeah. That is going, <laughs> I'm you grown. Oh, oh, the thing is, oh, bloody, oh, uh, what not, and diddly I chow, oh, cool, I'll give it a grope. That's not what he'll have been saying. Uh, uh, in another, he appears to be closing in on second-year student Caroline Argreaves, a 20-year-old blonde. For a closing in? Look at that. He's not Rough, an old and horrible is the verdict of one fan on a website. She could just make that up and go, oh, it's a website. Yeah. And so she's just said that. Another remarks, let's all pile on Grandpa. That's, yeah. Well, that said, good. A bosh off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a vindictive website for attacking people for no reason. Right, well, let's find out about it. Uh, they keep bosh off in a dungeon at the Daily Mail. Yeah. They go down and go, bosh off. <laughs> They're all scared of her. <laughs> they, have to take, they take that little slip of paper with Hugh Grant written on it. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes. 
piling out. All Bush off. Amy Winehouse appears to be in the papers a lot. Pete Doherty's in court again. Pete Doherty is trying to change his own life. Hang open. Disgusting. You can see his teeth. I bet he'd done a blow-off. I hate him. What, a vindictive woman? Phone her. We'll ring up Boshoff in a minute. Okay, we'll ring Boshoff. We'll play a record, shall we? And then ring up old yes. Boshoff. Hold on, I'll just uh, what's it say here? Hello, Matt Russell and G. I read the article written by Boshoff, and I immediately chortled a uh, surname, thinking that it sounds like something you would do in a toilet. Well, that's what uh, journalism sounds like. Also, I'm watching on the webcam, and I'm intrigued to find out what is in that box near us. It looks like a doll of the freaky-looking puppet from Saw doing really rude things to a puppet that looks like Mick Ucknall. I could be wrong. That's from J. A. Loverday. What a lovely name. Um, it's actually a gift. From me to Jonathan Ross of... Uh, Don't blow it. No, but, but this will go out after. Uh, He's got it yes. already now. Right. Uh, and I'm going on Jonathan Ross's. We, we would have been last night by the time this radio show goes out. Confusing, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it baffling the way that... Marty! We've got to get jig, 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 gigawatts! I've got to, uh, not got any gigawatts, really. <laughs> but what I have got to do is tell you this, that uh, that's a statue of me. What's the correct word for it? Um, Bumming. Um, Jonathan Ross. Um, it's me. It's a, I've got a statue. I don't think bumming is, but because Jonathan Ross, thinking, what do you buy the man that has everything? Well, a statue of you bumming, bumming, Wait to hear James Whitaker. If you think that was mangled <laughs> grammar, he's coming up later. Royal correspondent James Whitaker. Yes, yeah, so I've got a statue made. It's of, very funny, actually. It looks lovely, doesn't it? Because of like, I think Jonathan Ross statue looks like a cross between James May off of uh, Top Gear. Yes. Uh, Claire Balding, the sports presenter, and Stephen Fry as Oscar Wilde. Yeah. That's what it looks like. And I look like a sort of odd, staring Jim It looks Cazin like you, but you've got a very odd... Mm. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the French actor, but you've got sort of vacant eyes. Looks like you're sad about having to do it. Jonathan Ross looks gleeful. Jonathan Ross says he's really enjoying the sex act. Uh, as I said to him, I, go, I goes, I was think when I first thought of the idea of giving a statue of us two in a sex act, I thought that I would be passive and he the aggressor. But I thought that looks obsequious. Yeah, you can't send that to. Yeah, I've had a statue made of you bumming me. Maybe one day we can, um, you know, make <laughs> it happen. Yeah, let's see. You know, so our friendship carries long. No, the long funniest thing on it, it was the plaque on the front. With deepest respect. On your birthday, <laughs> <laughs> love. Deepest <laughs> respect. <laughs> the respect is quite deep. What are we going to listen to now, mate? Um. Young Folks by Pete yeah! and John. Stick them on! Have you just discovered this song? No, it's been on for ages, isn't it? We used to have it on Six Music. Oh, yeah, we did. It's been around for ages. Oh, it's yeah. a good song. <laughs> <laughs> that was what they call Peter Bjorn Peter Bjorn John. and John. Peter Bjorn John. <laughs> I can't I find that name hard to register in my mind. Okay, mm. so as you know, listeners of this Radio 2 show, uh, I've been harangued by Boshoff, who's been having a go at other people as well. Dear old Patsy Kensit, she's had a go at Hugh Grant, Colleen Rooney, successfully sued her. Um, let's ring up the Daily Mail right now, see if we can get through to her, because this is a pre-record, wind her up a bit. Okay. Matt, you do it, because in case she recognises my voice. And what, and you'll become you at what point? I don't know, we'll join in we'll at some get point. Boshoff. But hold on, hold on, that's the line. Got to do the voice, what voice will you do? Do that sort of voice. Okay. Go and practice it. Oh, hello. Perfect. Right, okay, that's the phone ring. Daily Mail not answering the phone. What are they doing? Trying to drive immigrants out of the country with a sharpened stick. You can't pick up the phone, I'm afraid. We're quite committed to driving people It'll be an people automated abroad. thing. At this point in the programme, there was supposed to be a prank phone call, but we're not allowed to use it. Well done, Matt. Now, perhaps you'll ring us back. That was excellent. I like being in. 
You were really good. That's all sort of ca- capable and calm. <laughs> well, I thought you was a woman, and you said Alison Boshoff. <laughs> I know, but I was scared. <laughs> you did it really brill. That was an excellent bit of work by Hang you. Hang on, that. she's got my number now. Yeah, I know, but we can cut that out of the radio No, but show. she's got my number. Mm, yeah, that's a so bit So anything worry. that anyone ever does. Mm, that's a bit bad, isn't it? Bad though, mate. You're all right. What are we going to do with us? We're tough. We're brilliant. should have given her your old number. Yeah, but that don't go through to anyone anymore. I'm going to have to change my number. No, you're not. Stop going into a blind panic. But actually, that might be quite good, because then I can get an iPhone. Yeah, they are. Other phones are available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I got one. I find it hard to work, Matt, so, you know, I don't even use it anymore. I went back to my normal phone. It's just a nuisance. Right, so, but, like, you know, I'm sure it's good. I just I find technology confusing. As you know, I'm still scared by bleeding, uh, you know, uh, emails. Now, look, uh, a lot of people off of the russellbrandfansite.com very kindly sent letters to uh, Alison Boshoff. Very mature letters they were, too, and I must say, I'm very grateful for that kindness from all of you and for anyone who harangues Alison. <laughs> <laughs> Boshoff, which is a new national sport. As far it's interesting as she doesn't actually work there. Hmm? Yeah, that's freelance, I suppose. So perhaps that's because she's in that dungeon where you exactly. said they can't put us through in a dungeon. She actually, she's not allowed up uh, above uh, stairs. Out of her, uh, but she's very happy. <laughs> she lives uh, in a suburban house. What much as you would expect? She certainly isn't chained to the wall in a dungeon, drenched in her own urine, coughing up blood and bile. <laughs> Perish the thought. Anyway, I'm just going to take her a bowl of winner lot. Alison <laughs> Boshoff chained in a cell where she belongs with her evil views. So, uh, okay, should we listen to a record? You wanted to play uh, Frank Zappa, didn't you, Matt? Yes. Let's, what song? Oh, yeah, let's play it. It's called Camarillo Brillo. Oh, Camarillo Brillo! Yes, it is. It's get really it, good. Get it on. You'll like it. All right, are you going to put it on now? Yes, please. Camarillo... Okay, what? <laughs> Camarillo Frank Zappa, that was. What's it called again? Camarillo Brillo. Brilliant, wasn't it? As well. I like his vibe, Frank Zappa. He's a good, cool isn't man, isn't he? Yeah, I'm really into him now. Yeah, let's get right into him, start dressing up like him, behaving like him, live our lives like him. Will that lead to any problems? No. Don't see how it could. So you're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. On account of me doing the uh, Royal Variety performance quite soon, I've received this email. It's to us all here, Russell, Matt and G. And even crazy insomniac Nick is credited here, even though Noel Fielding said that when he came here, he saw Nick Philps. Uh, self-proclaimed insomniacs all asleep like a little white kitten. Really? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He's he sleeps and then just wakes up but doesn't realise he's slept. Hold on a minute, I'm still Another awake. Night, no sleep. <laughs> yeah. <And> memory loss. <laughs> Eight hours, gone, and all for nothing. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> ah, back into the gym jams. <laughs> this is uh, from Rupert, age 24. He says he's gay. <laughs> so there he is, just, he's just put that there. He just He says, look at the end of it, he goes, Love Rupert, age 34, gay, London. Nice work, Rupert. I was thoroughly amused by your discussion of what you might like to do to the Queen when you meet her at the Royal Variety. What about greeting her with no trousers or pants? Or giving her a copy of your bookie book, signed, obviously, or just giving her a little lick on the cheek? All interesting suggestions, Rupert, but likely to lead to me getting a little spell in the tower. What do you think, Matt, about all that? Ridiculous. That is why we've got uh, James Whitaker on the phone. He is an expert on royal things. I've known of him for a very long while and he seems to be an adorable gentleman. James, are you there? <laughs> you know, I've never been called adorable in my life, but it's, I suppose it's the first time and I take it as a compliment. Well, in my view, you've been in the wrong company, James. If those royals who you've spent so much time with haven't uh, seen fit to call you adorable, it is a distinct lack of manners and foresight. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been reporting on the royal family since um, 1968, so it's surely nearly 40 years. Wow. James, could you tell me, during those uh, 40 years, what have been the most interesting events that, uh, that you have reported on? Uh, without question, the, the relationship, the romance, God, I wonder whether it was a romance, the build-up between Charles and Diana when they were heading towards marriage. It was hectic. And then, of course, the tours I did with them, um, you know, we were in crazy Italy, days. the Grand Tour of Italy. I think it was 86 for two and a half weeks. We were in Australia, James, New Zealand, James. right at the beginning. Soon James. after they got married in 83, we were there six, six and a half weeks. <laughs> I've been everywhere in the world worth visiting, to be honest. James, we got Slash on the show a little bit later, chronologically, yeah. but not actually. And uh, uh, he went on tour, of course, with Guns N' Roses. Was your tours with the Royals, did they have the kind of hedonism that one might expect from a tour of a uh, late 80s rock band? It was different, but it was pretty fancy, I can tell you. Why? I, I mean, it was the, we saw the best things on earth laid on. They weren't laid on for me, but they were laid on for... <laughs> they should have been laid on for you. Wales ...and the Queen. I've done a few tours with the Queen. And you stand there and you get some pretty fancy things James. happening. So what sort of fancy things? Well... For example, What's let me tell you one which actually didn't involve Diana. Where was it? It was the first big tour I did, which was 1976, I think it was. And Prince Charles went to Ghana. Mm. And out of the blue, we didn't know it was going to happen, they laid on a Durbar, D-U-R-B-A-R. It's a sort of an Indian thing, really, where it's a gathering of chieftains and clans to come and say and pay respect to their leader whom they regarded as Prince Charles in those days and people walked from all parts of Ghana for about a week, week and a half to this fantastic gathering there. There must have been a million and a half people cool. and all the chieftains of the various tribes were brought in on solid gold daises and they were, you know, supported by maybe 40 members of their tribe, and they were paraded for, before Prince Charles. And I was told then, and I think it's gone true, there will never be a gathering that big again ever in history. That was a pretty fantastic thing. Sounds and I suppose, let me say one other thing. <laughs> Sitting in the Sistine James. Chapel on my own for an hour and a half, waiting for Charles and Diana to come through, that was pretty spectacular. James, you've seen some wonderful things in your time. Yeah. Some chieftains uh, carried on a gold carriage thing or waiting in the Sistine Chapel. Now, what I'm most intrigued about personally is um, I myself am to do the Royal Variety performance soon in about... I know, month. it's an honour. It feels like a very great honour to perform before Her Majesty, but <laughs> James, what will it... Uh, what, what sort of protocols must I observe? The protocol you... is it. Tell me, um... Are you looking forward to that? I'm very much. That's the only reason I'm doing it, is because I want to meet Her Majesty exactly. the Queen. You will meet her, and she will be extremely gracious. It's not her favourite evening of the year right. to attend the Royal performance, but you won't know that, but because I, uh, James, she will James, do it beautifully. Now, what you do is, when you go down the line, you will look at her... Mm -hmm. And as you come, she will put her hand James. out, you take it. Do not bow from the waist, <laughs> Russell, bow from the neck. From the neck. And you say, yeah. just, 
Your Majesty. Just say Nothing Your else, Majesty. Just Your Majesty. James, James, what and if I want to distinguish... if she starts talking James. to you, and she may well do, you don't keep saying Your Majesty. What do I say? You call her your then Ma'am. Ma'am. It's Mamma's in Jam, not Mamma's in Charm. Why Mamma's in Jam, not Mamma's in Charm? Because when you think about it... It is short for madam, isn't it? You right. don't say mordom. It's no madam, so it's ma'am. Hey, mordom, give us a kiss. James, what if I want to do something to get extra special attention from the Queen? You, you know, went. I want to stand you, out. I tell you what, however upfront you are and mm. how clever you think you are. Quite clever, I I'm, I'm sure you've got lots of balls. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Just got I'll two, tell they you are what, enormous. She will, her very presence. Will prevent you from doing Honestly. it. Honestly, is she charismatic? Think, well, I'm going to do it to prove a point. No, I don't upset her. I love her. You James. will feel the fool, not her. <laughs> James, <laughs> James, <laughs> Can I just James. tell you something else? Go on in. If you then step out of line I don't, I won't. and you hear her say this to you, you're in deep trouble. What is it? She will say. How very amusing, <gasps> and she will then rapidly move on. You will know that you've pissed her off at that stage. <laughs> James, your oh, language has been amusing. worse than Noel Gallagher's on this well, show. Well, you know, this is the way it is. So, uh, you're not going to do it because I think... You have respect for her. I HM. do have respect for Her Majesty, but I want special attention. You know, like the Don't relationship. Call your Royal Highness, you're not doing so. You're quite... But lots of people get flustered. And in fact, it's very funny. I've seen lots of people meeting the Queen Russell. Men yeah. <laughs> have been so thrown, they've curtsied. <laughs> Men curtsying? You won't get that from That's me, mate. That's quite amusing. <laughs> do you mean that how she means it, like it's not amusing, or do you mean it actually is no, amusing? I mean, it's amusing for us. To watch. And I'll tell you what, if you were to do that, if you were to curtsy, yeah. and it wouldn't be that extraordinary, you'd feel a bit of a banana afterwards and everybody would take the mickey out of you, she will not laugh at that. She will behave utterly professionally and you wouldn't know it. It's just your pals afterwards will go tee hee hee. <laughs> my pals don't go to you. No, Matt does do that actually. James, James. Yeah. But what can, is there nothing I can do to endear myself to her like Essex did Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> First? You really want to get close up and personal, oh, don't yeah. you? Yes, I do. No, if you're just play, no, one thing you can do is if she is talking to you and the conversation gets stuck just for a second, yeah. it's absolute codswallop to say, oh, you mustn't speak to her unless she speaks to you first. That's nonsense. She is desperate for other people to speak to her because she has to make all the games. And if you get stuck, do you know anything about horses or dogs at all, Russell? Yes, loads of things. Uh, horses, Mr. Ed, uh, Sugar, <laughs> loads. I've got loads brilliant, of things to do. Brilliant. Bring horses up and then you'll talk to her for ten minutes. Oh, brilliant. She loves I want dogs that. too. Remember this, she much prefers dogs and horses to human beings. Brilliant. Okay, that might affect my costume choices. <laughs> <laughs> James, you've been fantastic. But I'll tell you what, you will be enchanted. She is a nice face. She doesn't smile a lot. That's not because she's dull or grisly. It's <laughs> because it was a lady in waiting, it's, oh, I know, 30 years ago, said to me, 
Because I said, why does she not smile, though? And apparently the Queen says, look, if I go around grinning and smiling all the time, I just look stupid, and therefore it's more sensible and practical to keep a fairly solemn expression. Now, if, if, if you then meet... Prince Philip, who oh, yeah. is following her, and you say something crass, I'll tell you what, you'll get an earful from him. Really? Yeah, he's the one to watch out for. Right, I'm going to watch him. I'll watch him. I won't, I won't make no mistakes. He's very acid-tongued. He is Don't a bit acid-tongued. I won't, James. James, what are we going to do? Would you mind if we call you after the event and let you know how it went? Well, I hope... It- I hope I'll have a report at the time. I might even be there, and I will be watching. I hope yes, so. I'd be absolutely delighted to hear. James, and I'll tell you what, you'll be bowled James. over because she is a decent, James. good lady. No, I can't wait to meet you, James. And I think next time that we talk, you will be addressing me as Sir Russell. Indeed, Thank you very much. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks I for your hope time, that's James. The case. Even an OBE would be all right. You know what that stands for. Go on. Other bugger's efforts. <laughs> thank you very much, <laughs> James. James, thank you Bye-bye. for your time. Take care, James Wicker. pleasure. Good luck and enjoy yourself. You will. Thank you, James. There he goes, old James Wicker. See, he has got an interesting voice, hasn't he? He's amazing. You just... he, he speaks like he's got his eyes closed and something in his eyes. <laughs> he's going, I've just got something in my I've just... eyes. <laughs> I've come out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go like that. It's, it's weird, though. It's, he's got his sort of box at you. I like the way he talks to you. Yeah, I think that's right. He was interesting, wasn't he? Because yeah. he knows who he is, didn't he? Yeah. James Whitaker, he's got no doubts about Call it. Call her Mamma Jamma. <laughs> OK, right, so I think I've got it pretty straight. <laughs> I call her Mammy Pajammy. <laughs> I go straight up to her. I grab her by her boob tube. Nay like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jammy, what's going on? <laughs> Who's that guy with you, the old sourpuss? Boop, boop. Pin, pin! <laughs> Give us a cuddle, I've just done a dirty curtsy. <laughs> there we are, love. Hey, I can have my knighthood, it stands for up your bugger. <laughs> Bye! Arise, <laughs> Sarasa. Well, there we are, that was an interesting item. Matthew, play some of my music. It's the news now. <laughs> news, you'll be lucky. And you dance to the news every time. I do dance to the news, no matter what the story. <laughs> no, I don't, not if it's sad. Right, okay then, uh, I can't remember what I have to say going into the news. Online, on digital, blah da 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 But alright, here comes Nick the handsome insomniac liar to well, bring us seamless, information. this is seamless, isn't it? Here this... it comes, here's the right. small sentence he has to say being delivered. Here we go, this is me it's doing my job. just about to say the sentence. Right, thank you. It's just about to say the sentence. This is BBC Radio 2 online on digital on an 88 to 91 FM. There is some news. That was Frank Black and the Catholics. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Before that, it was, of course, the news. And what we sometimes do is put a little bit of a beat behind <laughs> things. Don't know where that came I thought from. You're going to freestyle. That's crazy. <laughs> I was walking down the street, as people tend to be in these situations. Okay, so uh, earlier on, as we've been saying, we talked to Slash, or rather, I spoke to Slash while Matt snivelled round at his I feet. Curtsied. Matt curtsied girlishly. Uh, when you meet Slash, don't look him in the eye or try and touch his ass. You'll embarrass Slash. <laughs> Matt broke every protocol in the book when meeting Slash. He t- tried to borrow his top hat. There will be a few photographs on the website of me standing next to Slash, very much an equal, a respected peer of Slash. And Matt, like a slivering, <laughs> sniffling little wretch. Like, you know, sometimes I have my kid, uh, my kid, I don't have a kid. Oh, children, is it? <laughs> <What are laughs> <their> names? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know, Archie, Ben, something like that. Uh, sometimes I have my photo done with people's children, right? And the children don't know who I am. And there's like, so they look all confused in the photo. And I try and be nice to the kids, but like they, the children don't care about the photo. And you've got that look on your face in the picture next to the It's so unfair. You look like <laughs> sort of a look of moon faced indifference, staring off all baffled. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, so let's, uh, let's have a little listen to that interview now. This is a couple of hours ago when me, Matt, and G met Slash. Ah, uh, he's out, got to roast this. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Russell Brand Show. Actual Slash. Hello, Slash. Hey. Thank you. Thank you, Slash. Uh, you're right there. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sorting it out. You okay. look bloody fantastic, if oh, I can yeah. say so. <laughs> I'm a heterosexual man, I've but... I've been wearing these same clothes for... Well, no, I changed my shirt, but my bag was lost for a little bit there, so I've been wearing these pants for three days. Really? Yeah, you're carrying it off. Yeah. You know, they look it's... better after a couple of days, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose, like, after a while, they start to form to the yeah. shape of your legs. There doesn't seem... There's certainly no hygiene problem at no. all. You seem fantastic. And I bet... You know, judging from your autobiography, Matt's read it. I've only read a bit that was serialised in an English newspaper. But I imagine wearing the same clothes for a few days is not it's a massive problem yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, I've, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On account of, I suppose, uh, like the horrors of addiction, sometimes you will just leave on the same clobber for maybe even a month. It could be a while, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like, it goes out the window a bit, the personal hygiene while on drugs. Everything goes out the window. <laughs> Yeah. That's 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 the problem with it. Manners. That right. goes out the window. Yeah. Human um, kindness. Just observing anything other than what the what you happen to be hooked on. Yeah. yeah. That's right, isn't it, with the old drugs? You know, yeah, that you pretty much soon prioritise drugs above all else. Nothing yeah. else really yeah. matters. Um, Matt, who's a massive fan of Guns N' Roses, and you in particular, uh, said that one of his favourite bits of your biography was, like, you used to see little imps running around <laughs> your legs. Could you tell us a bit about that, please, Slash? Oh, it was just... Uh... <laughs> It's just a hallucinatory thing, you know? Mm. Um, and I actually, I sort of, I, I have to admit, I sort of enjoyed it. Yeah. But I, it, it got the best of me at one point, and I sort of got out of hand, and I had to brush up with the, the law over it. What? Well, hold uh, on. Why, first of all, you liked the imps. You thought, I quite like having these well, imps. Well, it got out of control, though. You know, I, I'd, done it, I'd been through that before, and it wasn't too big of a deal. It was sort of fascinating, actually. But then right. there was one time where I just took it too far, and I actually thought they were trying to, trying to, Attack me, and yeah. so and I and I actually attempted to flee from them, and I did was fleeing from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know? we're fleeing from nothing. How do you know when you've got away? And I, and I was in a I was in a resort hotel with absolutely no clothes on, and destroyed my room trying to get out of my hotel room, and then ended up on a on the uh, resort grounds running through there, and I I managed to go into some room that a maid was cleaning and run the maid over. In right. my haste, and she freaked out, and it was just a huge scene. It's good to be able to run over a person <laughs> without a car. Yeah, right. to be able to run over. A yeah, but she pressed charges for battery. And, oh, did she? Yeah, or oh. something like that. That's a bit ungrateful. You'd have thought she'd be yeah, pleased with the anecdote. Probably freaked her out. This yeah, long-haired naked guy coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that can't be easy if we're just yeah. trying to clean a room. Um, what were the? Uh, like, I don't want to bang on about the imps, but what were they like? Um, well, I think I described it in the book that I, mm. the best I could come up with off the top of my head at the time was these little sort of predator-looking guys. Right. Yeah. Well, well, the predator when he's using the cloaking device and huh? he's got all shimmery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shimmery little predator. Cloaking, that's exactly what that is, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I don't think I'd have liked that because at first no, then it got it. A, I think I think obviously it got a little scary at that point. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I can't like with me. I've never had proper good hallucinations on drugs. I've always been more things just moving around a little bit. I was a bit of a heroin and crack addict myself, and I didn't have much luck with the with the hallucinations. It was no, all... it was. You know what it was from? It was from shooting coke. Right, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll produce the cloaked imps. They'll come out of the woodwork once you start mainlining Charlie. They'll turn up. Oh, well, it's lovely to have you uh, back and on the level and everything. Uh, Because we don't use drugs now, no? I haven't in a while. Oh, congratulations. Uh, How long? Uh, It's been 15 months. Oh, well done, mate. Oh, nice one. Yeah, well done. You drinking? I haven't had a drink in 15 months either. Bloody hell, Slash. Yeah, because, you, you know, the problem was is I would always get off the drugs and I would start drinking massive mm. amounts of alcohol. And then, so you're just trading one for the other, so I just decided to dry out altogether. What? See how that worked. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. You seem, you know, you seem on top of your game. Um, what I wanted to know is, you know, in the music industry, isn't there a bit of a vested interest in keeping, this is Matt's theory, in keeping musicians all doped up and addicted so that you can be manipulated? Uh, I think that's that's not really. I, I don't know if you just said a myth or not, um, but yeah, I think that 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 is a reality. Especially in the '70s, you used to use drugs to keep people from from realizing what was going on around them, and also keep them working. Yeah, you know, I think Aerosmith was a, a great example of that really? back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so- cheers. It's a nice cup of tea being bought in slash. There you go. That's more like it. A cup of good old English tea. Next, we put some heroin in it. I just think it is coffee. No, it's got Jack Daniels. Because <laughs> otherwise, you might not see any. That's how I used to do my coffee. Though. Really, bit yeah. of Jack Daniels. Why not? Other whiskies are available. Um, slash. Um, the other thing that I'm quite interested about is uh, when you was writing your autobiography. Because I've uh, just written mine myself recently. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's What's all right. It My bookie work, a bit yeah. childish, isn't it? But it is a reference <laughs> to Anthony Burgess. Clockwork, you know, Clockwork yeah. Orange is always going, oh, eggy wags, yeah, gutty yeah, wax, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that in a way. That makes total sense. It does, doesn't it? People take mm. the piss and go, oh, yeah, you're childish. But yeah, I go, no, well, no. oh, am I referencing some high cultural novel? <laughs> you know, and then who wins? Me. So, um, but in your, in your, may I say, bookie work, did you uh, ever. Were there some things you thought, well, I won't put that in? That makes me sound out yeah, of order. There was, there was, um, there was some stuff that I didn't put in. I, 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 I didn't want to get opinionated about other people mm. or use the book as a vehicle to sort of vent a lot of negative stuff. So there was, a, you know, a couple spots in the book where I think I went on a little too long um, in a judgmental kind of way, and I ended up taking that stuff out. Yeah, because it makes you feel bad when you read it back. You think, how will that person feel yeah, when yeah, they read yeah. that? I mean, I didn't. I, I intended not to do that anyway when I was writing the book, but I think uh, knowing that I could edit it later, I think I was just having artistic license with my own shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I've done mine, Slash, they go, yeah. oh, just say everything, because we can take it out later. But I think they do that to trick you. No, well, see, the thing is, is, I had to stay on top of my book every step of the way, so mm. I didn't, there was nothing, I didn't want to have it, I never wanted to give it to them and go, oh, well, you can take this out, and I wouldn't trust them to do that. No, yeah. no, me neither, because it's very difficult, isn't it? Because it's so yeah. personal yeah. to you, you can't hand it over to other people. Well, so. Initially, you know, I, did, I didn't even think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to even have to write the book. I mm. thought I was going to let somebody else do it. Yeah. And it didn't work out that way. I ended up having to write a, a pretty much, like anything that looks like a quote for me is me writing. That's and then all the other stuff that makes it sound more like a story is right. the guy writing. You had someone into structure. Yeah, because originally that was my plan was to get someone in to like, help with it. Yeah. But then when you read it, you go, that's my life, you've ballsed it yeah, up. Yeah, that's like, exactly how it was. I, I, I was so naive. I thought, well, you, you know, here's the, we'll do the interviews. And uh, and then you just make a book out of it. 
I'll yeah. see you next Thursday. And, <laughs> Good and, luck. And he sent me. I said, but send me the chapters. And so he sent me the first chapter. And I was like, oh, this is this is oh no, this is wrong. This doesn't sound. This is not me. Yeah. And I mean, the the, the technically all the information was correct. but yeah. It just didn't sound like me. And so we had to go through that that first chapter probably about six times. Yeah. And then finally, it turned into one of those things that I just have to I have to write everything, and then we'll work around my writing. Yeah, right. That's it. That my one. I found like the bloke made me like when I sort of got back in the first chapter. He made me sound like a bit of an idiot. Yeah, now, same I mean, here. <laughs> same here. Especially because my first chapter was when I was a kid. So he mm. reduced me down to to the level of being someone that was about uh, I don't know, like that age. Yeah. And he thought, well, I thought that would read more like that time period. This makes me sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, who needs that? <laughs> For God's sake, you did a lot of your bookie uh, work nocturnally, didn't yeah. you? Slash? Oh, it was all because I was making a record right at the time. So it was we did the interviews late at night after the sessions, and then after the recording sessions, and then when I started actually writing the book, we were on the road. So I had to get on the bus. You know, we do a show until about eleven or something. I get on the bus about midnight, right until about six or seven in the morning, and then go on. Do the next gig and then same thing for you know a month and a half or something a lot of work yeah a it's lot a lot of work, work yeah. isn't it it's one of the things you take on quite flippantly and think oh this will be a laugh yeah, i've yeah, already yeah, lived yeah. the life that it's, must be the art I, I, I don't feel so bad now because i felt you know i felt like an idiot when i i'd just gotten into something that was going to take up so much time and i really didn't have a clue as yeah. to what it entailed it's the first thing i've ever written very taxing nick our producer's hovering what do you want mate um slash is going to do a live show downstairs now. so we've got uh, all right well can i just quick all right just to, to wrap this up because Slash, you've got to leave. You're obviously yeah. very busy. We'll leave even that bit in the show. But I'll uh, be in the vicinity. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, that's not. It would be nice to know you're here. Who are, you, are your heroes, Slash? Uh, you know, Keith Richards, uh, Jimmy Page, Angus Young, Joe Perry, Eric Clapton. I could go on and on and on. Well, well you're is. So, like, uh, I just thought, let's let Matt ask you a question because mm. you're his proper hero and everything. Ronnie Wood. Right? Okay. Uh, do you reckon Axel's read your book yet? Oh, I know he's read it cover to cover at least a half dozen times. Really? Because <laughs> that's, 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 that's the way he is. He comes um, out all right. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have any reason to to say anything negative about Axel. I talked about some negative issues or some factual stuff that actually happened, yeah. some events that went down. But I didn't attack his character because there's no reason for me to. I think everybody wanted me to just to mm. see what dirt I would, you know. But I wanted the book to be as honest, and I also wanted to be an optimistic book as opposed to just, you know, a negative sure. dirt book. Slash birdie people are coming here to take you away from us. They'll probably fill you up with booze to keep you on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Slash, for coming in. All right, cheers. Russell Brand. Slash! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's out, Guns N' Roses. Are we still recording? Well, there goes Slash. What did you think about that then, Matt? I didn't know. When you put me on the spot, I was like, oh, no. I thought I'd give it a bit of a build-up so that you yes. had time to think yes. of what to say to him. Yeah. But I had actually thought that, like, naturally. I was just thinking, I wonder if Axel Rose is ready. It's a good question. Good if it's an actual, authentic question. It was quite... It was a good interview. He's a nice bloke, Yeah, he's he? totally on the level. Uh, the amount of drugs he's done in his life. I know. I wanted to get round to that, but, you know... that it would have some long-term sort of. effect, but it doesn't seem to have, so... Back on the drugs, then. <laughs> there we go. If we've learned anything from our interview with Slashers, the drugs have no negative <laughs> side effects. Drugs are bad. Don't take drugs. Right, hello. So that was the interview between me and Slash. You should hear Matt about these photographs. I want look awful. You still have a moon face. I don't want that in the public domain. You. It's not in the public domain. They're not going to put oh, it you've in. You've got the... a crow face. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to put that. Hello, Slash. <laughs> pecky, pecky. <laughs> bin, bin. They're not going to put.
put that photo of you and Slash in the Daily Mail along with your phone number, <laughs> yeah, which, which you gave now over. Got. Don't worry, nothing will happen, mate. Don't worry. I'll just use another number. Look at me, such a nervous Rick. There's no, nothing... not look at me. The way I said that, was that nervous? I'll just use another I'll number. Just use another yeah, number. I sound like Woody Allen. Oh, oh, God. I'll just have to get a new phone. Oh, my God, I look so moon faced next to Slash. What's he going to think of me? Look, we worry too much about everything. You go, oh, don't put the photo of me okay, and Slash on okay. the website. Can or I stop from... you there? <laughs> I worry too much about everything, right? Yeah, yeah worry about well, everything let's, too much. Let's talk about the charade that's been going on throughout this show of your jumper. <laughs> what? I what? haven't mentioned it yet. What jumper charade? It's been a young lad, your assistant, James. <laughs> James, little James, little He's James. Been, go and get me a cardigan, a jumper. It's got to be soft, soft like lamb's wool. <laughs> Don't bring back something that's itchy. <laughs> then James diligently came back with a jumper from a nice, reputable, fashionable store. Itchy! It's itchy. See, look, when I rub it on your eyeball, James, it's itchy, doesn't it? Doesn't it hurt? Go out again. He sent him out again because this cardigan, or what was it, a jumper? Just a V-neck jumper. Oh, just, a v-neck. just a V-neck jumper, That's yeah. all it is, man. I'm keeping it real, yeah? I'm just wearing a V-neck. It's like... too itchy. I'm like it's not the green itchy. and common. I'm just wearing a V-neck. I just, you know, just got to get those missiles right out of it. Don't try and do voices and get out of this. <laughs> oh, we'll do a voice and get out of it. I'm a man trying to get a jumper. What's no, a man that? trying to get a jumper is this. Hello, I need a jumper. <laughs> Great. How much? Brilliant. Bye. <laughs> that, a man getting a jumper is not. No, it's too itchy. It's itching me. Get it off. I don't like being itched. All itching up. Yeah, what about but you? Think about James going you in You wet yourself in front of a magician. In a porno. <laughs> <laughs> So there now we I, are. When I was about four. Yeah, and your dad had to dry you on the hand no, like, Yeah, this is such an obvious trying to turn things around. Yeah. That old story's been floating around for years. Minister. Today, as we're, <laughs> this is happening as we're living our lives. Look, oh, don't it, put the photo of me and Slasher on the website. I would like to keep that for me. Can't I have no, something? I've got a moon face. A special for me. Go grow big. Please don't put the photo of me and Slasher. You're not Native American. It's not going to steal your soul. It's it is in a way, actually. Picture of you and Slasher. It is in a way, actually. Actually, if you, if you had a soul to steal, Matthew, I'd be concerned. That bloody thing, you are harvesting Now, what's going on with Jumper, ago. Kate, that you're trying to get away from? I've just sent out lads to get a jumper in a very and how many way. times will he, mu- will he come back? If he comes back once more without the right jumper, I'm going to throw him out the window. Uh, I'll get, honestly, I'm sick of him. So, where is he now? He's out of Selfridges again. Why, did you just get a call and you went, what, what is he doing? Like <laughs> What's happened now? What was, he came back, the jumper was a bit itchy. I don't like abrasive fabrics next to my body. So I like, goes to him, get a softer jumper. He called up from Selfridges. He goes, he goes, I've got one here. He says, it's cashmere. I goes, mm, even cashmere can be a bit itchy. Do you think you might just have a skin disease? <laughs> This uh, air in this room's very itchy. <laughs> very itchy indeed. Flakes of skin are coming off. I can't live like this. James? <laughs> James, could you give me some less itchy air in here, please? All right, what I'd like is I'd like to live in an oxygen tent. I don't trust people anymore. I want a little monkey for a friend. I'll just live me, my little monkey, in my oxygen tent and be okay. I don't like adult company anymore. Adults have been corrupted and polluted. I want to be only among children. I'm not going mad. I'm just a man who don't like itchy jumpers. A lot of, what about when you're school and you have to yeah, that, well, I, this is the difference, right? Yeah. If someone went out and got me a jumper and came back, I'd go, and I thought, mm, it's a bit itchy. I'd go, oh, thanks. And then I'd think, oh, I'll have to get another one later. But I wouldn't go, no, it's itchy. <laughs> you actually went, look, if you rub it on your skin repeatedly, <laughs> it itches. <laughs> that was to demonstrate so he understands. Because make... I'd explain to him the itchy idea before oh, you're doing he went him a favour. I'm helping yeah. him. He's been educated. I'm trying to help that boy up the ladder. In the world of show business. Oh, he can't get nowhere if he don't know when itchy jump from an unitchy one, can he? Why don't you get a big baby grow made? <laughs> <laughs> Just get wheeled around in a big adult pushchair. <laughs>
all right. If that'll make you happy, I will. And I'd get a photo done with you, but you'd think it was stealing your soul, <laughs> you primitive nerd. Now, come on, let's do a bit of news. Do you want to know about bike sex? Do you want to know about the King of Spain insulting the marvellous... If there's Hugo new Chavez? information on bike sex, I'd like it. But if it's just more puns... Mm, more puns, really. Is it? Yeah, yeah. there's no real new information here about bike sex. That can all go down on the ground. Under the ground. And our Italian pensioner is facing five years in jail for painting his house pink. Interested in that? Why? Because Giuliano Contadino, 75, had broken the law because his house is in the Cirque Terra National Park. It's a heritage site. Some policemen came to tell me what I'd done was wrong. I told them they could help me repaint it if it was such a problem. Good on you. No, I'm against Giulini. him. You're against him? Well, it's obviously an area that's been protected, yeah. right? And he probably, there's, he's been told that in the past. Of course he has. And he's also, he wants to live in a pink house. It's ridiculous. Actually, me. I'd like to oh, live yeah, in a big, yeah, pink, it. itchy house. <laughs> <laughs> this house is itchy! It's itchy! The whole house is itchy! Give us another hour. Ah, listen to this. Thieving... <laughs> this is a really good headline. Thieving monkeys out of control in northeast India. <laughs> you thieving monkeys. <laughs> Gowati, India. Troops of monkeys are out of control in Indians in India's north and they're stealing mobile phones and breaking into homes to steal soft drinks from refrigerators. People in the region have complained. Monkeys are wreaking havoc in my constituency by taking away mobile phones, toothpaste, sipping coke, uh, and sipping coke after opening the refrigerators, says Hiran Das to the state's assembly. Sipping coke. Mm. I like it that monkeys come in your house, cracked open the refrigerator, opened some Coca-Cola, and then sips Put his it. Put feet up. Yeah. Mmm. Do you mind? I'm trying to watch the television. He says the primates were even slapping women who tried to chase them. Hey, get away! It's a really? bit, they're cheeky little monkeys, aren't they? It's evolution. That's the way it is, isn't it? These monkeys are stepping up to the plate. They're taking over. What about there was a time when our, our species, I believe we're Homo sapiens, was inhabiting the Speak Earth. Speak yourself, mate. <laughs> 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 we were, <laughs> I can't get enough sapio. Uh, and uh, we inhabited the world at the same time as ne Neanderthal man, and I think we killed them. We killed them off. Well... Is that not proven? We might have just beaten them to food sources. I we might I'm have been glad, because they look like idiots. Like, didn't? When they did, they're mate. Noble. No, they're low brow, muscular. No, I wouldn't like to have it off with one. I'm not asking you to. Well, <laughs> oh, it's a bit late now. I'm sorry. I've already been arrested in the Natural History Museum. <laughs> <laughs> I want my mummy! <laughs> uh, he said the primates were slapping women. It's a cause of serious concern in my area, with more than a thousand such simians turning aggressive by the day, fumed Gones Ward Das, another legislator represent representing Raha in eastern Assam. Assam's wildlife minister, Rocky Bull Hussein. <laughs> that's what? a made-up name. Rocky Bull Hussein. Because that's like, there's a programme called Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's called Rocky Bull Hussein. Yeah, he's just, he was going to be called Rocky Bullwinkle and someone said, oh, Winkle is, means Willy. Uh, oh, okay, Rocky Bull. And uh, your surname, what's that? Hussein. Yeah, that's no problem. You'll be all right, Rocky Bull Hussein. <laughs> Go out into the world, best of luck. He said that the state government has formed a panel to study the problem. Because of shrinking forest cover, monkeys have increasingly moved in a city, into cities and developed areas of India as well. So this is man's fault again. We get yeah. a lot of stories. Every week, there's more of these it's stories. It's the same as the elephants. Elephants. Their um, habitat's been... Destroyed by destroyed, us. Destroyed, so then they wander into our towns. Bored and angry, so they want rice beer, that's what the elephants yeah. wanted. These monkeys just want some Coca-Cola, other drinks are available, and a bit of fun, and to slap some women about, because they're angry. You know, yeah. and who are we to condemn them? I'm actually behind these little guys. Yeah. I think the monkeys and elephants should team up. In, in a Cocoa Pop advert, <laughs> pile of salt on the humanity. Who was having the race? 
Giraffe. No, the, Ma the oh, God, don't. Sorry. Even beer can God, he's on his favourite subject. Crew haven't even beer can for breakfast. I have two treetops, but I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. Oh, and did your mum clap and like go over the top for that song when you were little and it's sort of enforced in your head? No, actually, I probably didn't start liking it. Do my the teams. cocoa pops song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, my Frank Spencer impression got me quite a lot of attention, but the well, cocoa pops. You seem pops... to have been doing that for 32 years. <laughs> well, it's been a Triumph. Oh, so you like the uh, Frank Spencer thing? No, guy, it's big brother's big mouth. <laughs> no, Betty. That's rubbish. That's good. That's oh, good. Oh, Frank. Oh, Frank. Oh, Frank. I like you. What's his child's name? Jessica. 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 Oh, Jessica. Oh, Frank. You almost let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Quite didn't Betty go off with something else. She was all right. But wasn't I she? found that program disturbing. Why? Because, right, he mm -hmm. was. Awkward and hard to watch as yes, a child. I just was. thought, what's wrong what's with, him? with him? Get a grip, watching this. This documentary about man. someone with a problem. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and also because he kept like people. It was always Mr. Spencer. <laughs> please sit back down. Oh, ah. No, knocked it over. <laughs> just, just, I was on the side of the people who were telling him to sit down. <laughs> just thought, stop it. It's so awkward. <laughs> stop calling this bother, Mr. Spencer. And, and as a child, I never understood why it's called. Some mothers do have them. Well, because like some mothers do have lads like that, like. My mum. Oh, I know that now. <laughs> yeah, well, catch up. My mum made mistakes with me. My mum made mistakes with me. I watched too much <laughs> on the telly as a boy and now I don't know where I am. Because of shrinking forest cover, monkeys have increasingly moved into cities. Last week, around two dozen people were hurt after monkeys rampaged through the neighbourhood. It sounds like they were emotionally hurt. Oh, come on. <laughs> We've given you everything, you silly monkeys. <laughs> well, we don't appreciate it. Efforts to drive out the animals is complicated by the fact that devout Hindus believe that monkeys are an incarnation of Hanuman, the monkey god, who symbolises strength. That does don't... complicate it. Crush their habitats, then. Yeah, if he's a monkey god, don't ruin his monkey god. He'll house. be alright. Doesn't need a house. He's a monkey god. <laughs> Knock <laughs> his tree down. <laughs> hey, monkey god, why'd you go live in a cloud? Stay up. I teach him, wouldn't it? The monkeys yeah. have taken over the asylum, and that's that. And that's what will happen. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that interview. With Slash. What are we going to stick on a record? Yeah. What do you want? Well, um, I we don't can know have what we're picking from. Aerosmith. Yeah. Slash is. Uh, yeah, he mentioned them in his interview, didn't he? He did. What song? Oh, where is it? Sweet Emotion. It's good. Yeah. All right. Put it on. There we go. Then that was Aerosmith. What song was it, mate? Sweet Emotion. Ah, oh, you know, I looked like a coward when you took that pill. Well, it smelt funny as I put it in my mouth. You shuddered and juddered. We're it taking smelt... pills for our bellies and match. Probiotics. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, Noel Gallagher's not answering his phone, so we can't get through to him because it's just you can't make someone answer their phone. But you know, we should probably have organised these things. But I don't think it matters, does it? Who cares if he answers? He answers. Gives it more of a thrill. Um, Jumper's arrived. Hold on, before we get on to the jumper, which oh, is... Oh, yeah, because it's just a small hey, part of your life. Hey, it's just a jumper. <laughs> hey, there's no one's making a big deal about jumpers. Um, Matthew, uh, yes. well, in this Slash interview, there's that bit where he went on about them little imps that was bothering him, like yeah. out of Predator, little see-through imps scuttling around his feet and that when he were all on the old drugs. Yes. Um, but, which he said, you know, he's doing well, only 15 months clean, God bless Shooting Slash. up cro uh, cocaine. What a terrible, terrible lot of bother. Don't do that. Uh, no, rubbish. So, uh, you know, we've got enough trouble with the pin-pinning, let alone people <laughs> pin-pinning themselves full of cocaine. Um, what about, like, you, you said that he, his mum knew Bowie and... His mum used to make costumes for David Bowie, mm. and when she realised that her son Slash was in <laughs> drug problems... Her son Slash drug problems. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, when people mention 
slash, I always think they're going to say something else. Uh, what if it was slash, like if you're, uh, slash stroke, uh, what's his real name? Do you know what I mean? You could, mm. you could get confused by that. Slash bit. did uh, appear in a strokes video. Did he? Slash yeah. strokes. Wow, yeah, already. It's a punctuation. It's a punctuation nightmare. Yeah. Like, what if he, like, he made a good point, you know, or he went into a comma. I don't know, just don't worry about it. So, uh, it's too much No, trouble. I think we could really no, take yes, this actually, Yes, yes, yes. Giles Brandreth on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Dictionary Corner, Slash has got a <laughs> semicolon of trouble. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it, so his mum said uh, she got David Bowie to phone him up. So imagine that phone call. Oh, Slash, you got to sort That's yourself out. set it up. So imagine that phone call. Hold on, well, let's imagine it, you say. Why stop there? Why not enact that phone call now? You be Bowie, I'll be Slash's mum. Who's ringing? I'm ringing. No, you're Bowie, so you've got to. I'm phoning Slash. What? I don't know. I'm Slash's mum. This is where. Oh, right, yeah, you're Bowie and I'm Slash. Yeah. Right, okay. Who wants to hear what his mum said? Oh, David, I'm worried about my son. I'll give him a call then. Right, that's hilarious. So that's the prologue. That's the bit that's before it, okay? That's the in a galaxy far, far away. Right, we now know what happened. Hello, Slash. You sound awful. You're gabbling. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, sorry about that, man. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I didn't hear the phone. I'm Slash. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Slash. I'm Slash. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, it's the 20s. (laughs) Baby. I'm a big bopper. <laughs> Hello, boy. <laughs> I didn't hear the phone ring, boy. What's going These on? These drugs you're on must be awful, Slash. They are. I'm sitting all kind of picture guys all around my feet. <laughs> Why didn't the phone ring when you rang me? I'm a, Go I'm a... to rehab, you <laughs> moron. And that is exactly how it happened. That's what happened, I believe, in those days. Slash was devoted to talking like a <laughs> wise-cracking <laughs> vaudeville entertainer from Chicago. Ah, oh, happy days, happy days. We should do more scenes. Yeah, we used to, didn't we? We're great at doing little scenes, aren't we? Skits. Just riffing off each other. We're just riffing and doing skits. Let's do that sketch radio show we're meant to do. Okay. Right then, let's get it done. Starting well, from stop now. Okay. What ideas have we got? Uh, uh Batman and that jumper. The... Oh, jumper! Right, that lad's come back. My new assistant, James. He's a twenty-year-old lad. He's a bit of a nitwit. He's come back from a shop with my jumper. Let's see if it's any good. The last one he brought back was too itchy. Let's see what this one's like. Let's see if Russell Goldilocks brand <laughs> likes this one. <laughs> <laughs> come in, James. Is that mic live? You can use the slash mic. It's don't... too soft. Right, uh, bring up that. You use that. He's only a diminutive fella, so the slash mic. Can I hear myself? Can you hear me now? You don't yeah, need to be. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Where are you <laughs> yeah. from, James? Talking to the mic. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, good lad. Yeah. You're from Huddersfield, right? What? That's the old no, one. This is the old one. Sorry, all right. Have a look at the old one. Why did you not get a refund on the old refill one? Refill the old one. I've got to take it back. Feel how itchy that is. And that's the woman was nice one's in there. She's perfectly she... nice. You, so that was the first one. Right, you can right, have that, but it's coming off your birthday present. All right. Yeah, what about my birthday present? that time, have we? We've been under such a lot of pressure. Oh, this is actually quite nice. I'm nice, not sure that. I like the shape much. Oh, God. Well, like, try that on. Have a look. I don't like the way it's tapers. lovely. You're going to waste your big boy in there. <laughs> <laughs> it tapers a bit of the waist, doesn't it? So do you. So does everyone. <laughs> yeah, but look how it tapers. That's a good shape. Do you like it? Yes. It's soft. I'll say that. Let me feel that one. There, I see the difference in quality. Oh, God, that is different. See, that's why, Matthew. You don't know how to live. That's your problem. Yeah, that, that's nice. Put it on. <laughs> Right, I'll pop it on now because I'm going to football now, back in old history land where we all live. I'm off there with. So the what deal. do we do with this one then? Oh, yeah. You can give it to Matt's Do you want it really? Um, 
I'll try it on. Go on and try it on. Let's try now. Right, it's a bit itchy. Hold no, on. actually, it's not itchy. Right, I'm trying my. Once you wash it, it won't yes, be itchy. It's quite nice. nice. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. No, nice, nice. Yeah, I like this. Oh. Hold on a minute. It's not very well fitted. This new jumper, James. Do you like working you put for it me? On over a it's big... nice. <laughs> good working for you, like isn't it? it? It's good. Hold on. Yeah, good it's lad, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't he? Look at him. Only twenty. He's all right. He's all right as rain. What's the Do you thing? think I'm doing all right? Yeah, you're doing okay. You're very good because the thing is, I like you. So that's, so that's why I'm very tolerant of well his done, numerous James. errors. Thanks, what what uh, what's been your favourite highlight of working for me so far? What thing? I don't know if I can say on the radio. Of course you can. Go on. Um, okay, yeah, it's not live. What's been the best thing working for you? Yeah. Um, Come on, James. This is radio. No, I tell you what was good when we went to the book signing. I like that. Yeah, did you that like was good that? At lunch. Yeah, it was good. I like that. Because I'm celibate now, you could see James sniffing around all the girls. You yeah. could see him like, trying yeah. to hoover them up, wouldn't he, G? He was, he was taking all right, numbers. G. <laughs> don't be like that. <laughs> I mean, I want really. Look at him. He's a natural. <laughs> he's, an, he's a natural on the old radio. Yeah. If he could buy jumpers the way he can come on here and talk, well, then I wouldn't be dressed up <laughs> like a silly little dolly bird <laughs> in my cashmere, <laughs> cashmere schmuck. Now, it's quite a nice jumper, this James. I Thanks, suppose mate. it'll have to do under the circumstances. Very well done. Of course, the money will be docked from your wages because you have messed <laughs> me around. <laughs> you must be punished, James. Also, it wouldn't glad, would it? Back to that young James. James there, my new assistant, if you want to, have you got my space you want to tell people about so you can no, be harangued? Can you, um, send me, yeah, send me an email, if you want to send me an email, it's quite a complicated email though. No, forget it, it's boring. Right. You'll find him. I'll come What's next week. What's your surname? Green. James, James Green. Green. Does yeah, he, um, track him down, walk around the house naked? Who, Russell? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Does he have the, hot, the house far too hot? No, it's cold at the moment. Really? I'll sort that heating oh, out. God. Something wrong with the heating. We'll I've talk about the way up, yeah. I've been telling him to sort out the heating for days, he's not done it. Sometimes yeah. he forgets to lock the door. Oh, no, now burglars will know. He never forgets yeah, to lock the door. It's always locked. One thing about the burglar alarm's on anyway, so yes, and we're fine. vigilant. I've got that fixed. Plus, I've got a Rottweiler now called Bess. Oh, she's vicious, <laughs> that little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's a. Come on, let's put another record on instead of okay. faffing around what with have James. What's that on? You can shut us Why can't I request some of it? Go on, Stone then. What roses? would you request? Um, we've got any ice cube. For G. Ice cube for G. Grab ice cube. Have we got <laughs> <some> <laughs> <laughs> so anything about swearing? Oh, actually, we can beat the swearing. Yeah, it's not well, today was a good day. There's a radio friendly version of that. Yeah. Okay, well, for James and Mr. G, let's listen to our and everyone who has failed. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> right, today was a good day. <laughs> that was Ice Cube. Today was a good day. Listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. What a fantastic show it's been. Slash, he was magnificent, wasn't he? Amazing. It? Wasn't it lovely to meet him? You really liked him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Should I do. Yeah, he's a lovely man. God, why have I got all these hairbands? He's in my got pocket? a thing in his heart. What do you mean? He's got a machine love in his you, heart. Love for you, you little gay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with being gay. We all know that. We love gays. <gasps> I haven't done my item gay. Right. It must be. Is there an item gay this week? Hold on. Right. We'll so we'll wrap up the show with my item gay, and of course, Mr. G, poet laureate of the show, will do a lovely poem as well. Can't see it. Ah, gay. Right. Item. Gay. That's the jingle that we always do. This email is from Josh. He addresses all of us here. My mate has just come out has bi, and he's not exactly the most popular guy in the year. People keep coming up to him, ask if he is bi, and he keeps telling him to go away. He came out to be an other friend first, and people keep asking us as well. What should we say to him, and what can we say to him? Support your friend in being bi, because being bi, that's all right, you've got the best of both worlds. Imagine that, you can have it off with whoever you like, theoretically. You've got to pull them first, of course. But and I reckon, age is an issue. 
All right, yeah, fair enough. You don't have it off with the elderly or tiny children. But outside of that, you've got a really broad remit. So uh, don't let the other people victimise him just because of his sexuality. You stand up for him. Go, and if you are bi, go, yeah, we're bi as well, man. We're the bi gang. Or I'll just go, no, we ain't bi, but he's still our mate. Come on, let's get on with it. Like James, for example, is bi. I never I'm trouble him. Bi. Bi. <laughs> <laughs> it's really just saying, I am not bi. Please, this is on radio really and everything. It's really a lot of people go, I'm not bi. You're just coming across <laughs> more bi. By saying All right, that. I'm a little bit bi. You can. <laughs> Little bye. I'm not, I'm not bi. Alright, enough of that. <laughs> God, then you go on. <laughs> Dear Russell and team, this is for your item. Gay! My mate Chris is gay. He's only 14 and he's dreading telling his parents. At what age and how should he tell his parents? Oh, that's genuinely seeking advice, young Sarah. He's very sensitive about it and he hangs around with us girls all day, every day. He has no friends who are boys. I think he's trying to hide the fact that he's gay. So could you help me give him some advice? Also, could you play uh, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away by the Beatles? There isn't time to do that. We'll try and do it next week, Sarah. 13. Thank that's not a good message. You've got to hide your love away. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you've got to be Yeah, that's no good. Uh, no, don't play it. He's, well, I don't know. I think at 14, you should just, there's no... Rush. You know, rush, because, you Shouldn't know, you're so Shouldn't be having it so for a couple of years anyway with anyone. So just, uh, just get on with your schoolwork and get don't worry about it. Don't worry about being gay yet. Just be, just shut up for a bit <laughs> and relax. But don't, it don't matter. And use lots, support him. I remember them Because you might change your mind. You might sort of, you know. He might, who cares? But I just think that he, as long as he's got them friends of his. I, do you remember, lads, there was friends only with girls? They got a bit teased. Well, I went to all-boys school. Oh, yeah, except when you had to go to special lessons at the girls' school because you didn't fit in. I, I think those um, lads that only hang around with girls, I remember sort of always been a bit confused by them, but I think, yeah, let's support that well, lad. You only hung around with newts, so. <laughs> and that a, was And weird. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but we really got on. We made it work somehow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think let's support your little gay mate, Chris, bless his heart, and uh, tell him not to worry about it. He don't have to worry about it for a couple of years yet, because it's against the law to have sex to 16. And it really doesn't matter. It don't matter either way. Let's all stick together. He might feel a bit, I don't know where he's like, live. You might, he might feel a bit ostracised where he lives, but it'll come down come to London. proper city. Come on, Brian. Brighton. Brighton. He'll be. He'll have a time of be his life. Be right on. Yeah, it will be. So don't uh, worry about nothing, and uh, don't worry about coming out yet. You know, depends what sort of relationship he's got with his parents. But the main thing is you lot support him. Right. Time now for the poet laureate of the show, Mr. G, to summarise the entire show with a brilliant poem. Well, yeah, Mr. Woo, G, yeah. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Four more years. <laughs> okay. Sit down now. That's weird. Oh. In the slash seat. In the slash seat. Get out of that. I call it that because I had a slash on it a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> the slash actually stood up. Okay, the poem. An expressional prose just letting you know like a pin-pin injection for those who incidentally chose to join us each Saturday. You're an extraction is the practice players. Russ and Matt chat away. An itchy jumper can get you sacked today. So actually, what's the cost of being <laughs> fobbed off? Reporters tossed off, doors locked off. This is Randy Morgan calling Bosch off with a banana hoodie phone blocked off. Rock God slash fears an attack of the little imps while Cockrell and Nash demand less noise as they reach the actual brink. Just stop and think. All this raw protocol is evidently confusing. Apparently, the Queen heard the Bowie slash phone call and found it extremely amusing. Woohoo! There it is, Mr. G, all on the mic, even though it's a pre record. There were no errors. Good work there, G. Well, what a fantastic show it's been, yeah? Uh, what a fantastic show it's been, Matt. You've been lovely. You've really contributed today. Yes. And look at us in our jumpers. You're wearing it, she. I'm wearing cashmere. <laughs> We're a couple of guys. There's a metaphor there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but you don't seem to be bothered by the itchiness. No, it's almost like I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You do worry, however, that your soul might have been stolen by the slash picture. Can I just say your that you've got a little, um, a little bag hanging off your uh, jumper with... 
spare buttons and stuff in it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a look you're going for. I or... think I can bust that look. I think I can. Hey, Graham, one of our favourite engineers. <laughs> Lots of love oh, to you. Make that engineer window. jealous. Trevor, I love you as well. Why don't the two of you get off of each other? And I knew I am gay engineers. <laughs> okay, it's been a fantastic show. Thank you, Mr. G. Thank you, Slash. James, well done for finally getting Thank this you, horrible uh, jumper. Thank you, Slash. Thank you, Slash. Why don't you do your brownie dance for your sister? Shut you. up. Why don't you do your brownie <laughs> dance that, you sl- that the uh, uh, sisters used to do where they go, thank you, thank you, well done, clapping their hands. Well under done, their well legs. done, well done, then. Thank you, thank you, thank you, actually. Why don't you do that to Slash? I will. I will. Yeah, do it. Get it done. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. Keep downloading our number one podcast in the entire world. What do you want to say, Matt? Nothing. <laughs> Why did you look all you poised? It's a sigh. Why are you sighing? Because I was just about to press the button for the end of the show. Best years of our life. Here is some news. <laughs>